Hello everyone and welcome back to episode 162 of your favourite Formula 1 show. Yes, Knowing Wheel is back for our second podcast of the week. Of course, earlier on we did our 2024 championship predictions. This time round we are back to preview the Bahrain Grand Prix. And of course, as always, I am joined by JB183. How are we doing, my guy? I'm good. I'm very excited because... Formula One is back. As we record this, there's already track action happening live uh, for Formula Two, and by the time this goes out, yeah, there'll be a few practice sessions in. Ideal. It's it's we're almost there. One more day, and it's all good. It is. It is about to be fantastic, isn't it? I'm so hyped for a new season, and actually. I mean, I'm sure by the end of Sunday, all hopes will be lost again. Um, but there, there does seem to be a few little bits and pieces that have come out this week um, that have hopefully given us a little bit more excitement. Also, uh, a few pieces this week that have meant that we've received a lot of hate on the internet as well. It's safe to say people weren't a fan of our predictions, were they? <laughs> I mean, yeah. It, you put 20 drivers in order, some of them are going to be a, a bit lower than some others, aren't they? So... That's part of being a an online personality, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> yeah, mean, we love it. It's good engagement. Even, well, it seems that I've been kind of the one taking most of the hate going into the new season, which is to be expected, to be honest. And you look yeah. like Max Verstappen. And apparently I look like Max Verstappen <laughs> now, which might be the worst thing anyone has ever said to me um, in my history on this planet. But, yeah, we, we have got a few bits and pieces to go through, haven't we, Jamie? Of course, we kind of mm-hmm. spoke during our predictions about the end of winter testing um but actually as you mentioned to me as we go into the show pretty much only alpine don't feel like they've made good progress heading into the new season which gives us a bit of promise that there might be a bit more of a mix-up than we'd anticipated yes or if not a mix-up certainly they'll all be closer because i think that was one of the problems last year is that you had the top five by the end you had the top five teams, and you had Alpine, and you had the bottom four. So every race, you could kind of pick eight of your ten point scorers quite comfortably. Uh, so, but every team, like apart from Alpine, the other nine teams have all said they think the field is much closer than it was last year. So, I'm not saying Red Bull won't win. I still think Red Bull will win the first race, but everyone else just being closer and the field spread being lower is really good for the sport because if you can have like seven or eight teams which is i know is optimistic but it happens occasionally available of fighting for points fighting for q3 that just massively raises the unpredictability going race to race which is a great thing for the sport yeah exactly i mean obviously you know again it might well be that you know when you sort of look at the way last season worked out had red bull not been there um there would have probably been quite a few occasions where eight teams were in the fight for points quite reliably um but red bull of course were there uh, and it made things a little bit more difficult but it does give you the sense that we could be in maybe maybe i'm getting a bit ahead of myself here but maybe like a 2012 season where we've got (laughs) a lot of teams suddenly able to perform quite well on random weekends is it hopium i think 2012 is a bit optimistic because we have what six different teams winning races that season <laughs> which i mean we might not be far off to be fair i think it's possible we have five i struggle to see who the sixth team would be winning a race but you never know a random italy 2020 or such like that then it could happen 
But yeah, um, I think yeah. I'm excited, especially for the lower midfield, so the Williams, the Sauber, the Haas. If they're close, if they're within touching distance of the top five teams, I think that'd be really good because it just it closes off strategy options for the top five. They're less free to do what they want. And I don't know, always seeing a, a, an Albon or a Joe or a Hulkenberg just turning up in sixth on the grid or sixth in the race is always quite fun. So, yeah, I'm excited. I mean, when you think, of course, as you mentioned there, it seems unlikely to see six teams winning a Grand Prix. In the last, what, four years, six teams have won Grand Prix, and it was almost seven uh, with George Russell's pole lap, obviously, in Belgium 2021. Oh, and yeah. it kind of feels like most of those teams have made progress as well since then. You know, obviously, apart from Alpine, of course. I think we have had six, six teams. Yeah, we have. One race we have period. had six. Mercedes, McLaren, Ferrari, Red Bull, Alpine, and obviously Racing Point, which is now Aston Martin. And McLaren and AlphaTauri. I just said McLaren. Oh, did you? Is, have well, we had seven teams win a everyone race? Everyone bar Haas, Sauber. And Williams. And Williams, yeah. Every other team has won a race since <laughs> the turn of the uh, the turn of the decade. The that is wild, <laughs> absolutely yeah. wild to think about, isn't it? So, yeah, people that say, Form- I mean, last year again, of course, we were saying Formula One wasn't. <laughs> we're brushing it under the carpet. <laughs> we are. We are going to try and brush twenty twenty three under the carpet as quickly as possible, which I think everyone will want to do, unless your name is Max Verstappen. Um, but I, yeah, I just want. I feel like Formula One needs one of those wild seasons again, doesn't it? Where yeah, we just get yeah. a year of complete unpredictability. Oh, I would love it. I would love it. To be fair, all it takes is a bit of unreliability from the Honda Power Unit or from Red Bull, which is a bit of an ask given how bulletproof they were last year. But you never know. You never know. Or a little bit of a kamikaze move into turn one, take out those Red Bulls. I think you're on for a great season if that happens every race. <laughs> <laughs> Someone has to nominate themselves as tribute yeah. every single there's, week. There's 20, 24 drivers. Everyone has one go each. And then Max Where is four it races. 24 drivers on the grid? Oh, yeah. 24, 24 <laughs> races, sorry. 24 races. <laughs> if one driver does it one each, Max will win the other four. There you go. I love the optimism there, Jamie. I'm sure that won't see us get any hate as well. Um, <laughs> the big news, though, coming into the weekend has got to be the Red Bull and Christian Horner, isn't it? Obviously, we've kind of just stepped around this as best as possible. You know, we haven't tried to speculate too much. But, well, the, the facts are now that, of course, he is keeping his seat within that team, isn't he? He is. He's been cleared of any wrongdoing and the court case is over. So... Yeah, obviously, there's there's no crime, I guess. So he's back to how it was before. So, yeah, I'm flipping it. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> what on earth is what going is on? Going in your on? Back <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a fun morning. Um, yeah, so he's back. Jonathan Whitley will not be taking over. Chris Norton will not be losing his job. And you know, good for him. I hope it was a fair trial, and I hope everything everyone was done, everything was done properly. Uh, but he, yeah, he's back, and I hope for his sake, that it's not like something that keeps getting asked now it's over? I think it will early on in the season. Um, but again, you know, it's it's one of those horrible things again, where obviously this is part of the reason why we've tried not to discuss it too much. Um, but of course, you know, the amount of people I'm already seeing now with their tinfoil hats on, you know, going, oh, well, you know, it could be, you know, a big team, an internal investigation, all this, that and the other. And, you know, obviously inside any 
company like that, especially one as big as Red Bull, there is always going to be internal politics. Um, mm. But I guess all we could... I mean, we've never claimed to be unbiased on this show, have we? Um, but all, of course, that we can say is that the process has been followed, and clearly that is the outcome um, that has been decided upon. And, of course, whether it gets brought back up again or not, we'll be, we might never mention it again on the show, mind we? Hopefully not. Um, yeah. Yeah, and all of the uh, Dutch papers who are reporting it was over. That's good credibility for them as well. Exactly, exactly. Um, moving on, though. Obviously, it's a little bit difficult to talk too much about each kind of team individually, you know, who we're expecting to be strong, everything else, because, of course, we've got no real data uh, to go on heading into the weekend. So that will make our predictions uh, at the end of the show rather interesting to make, or maybe not, we'll wait and see. Uh, but Perez, interestingly, has come out this week, believing that Red Bull don't actually have much, if any, of an advantage at all over the likes of Mercedes, McLaren and Ferrari. And I don't know if you saw this as well, but apparently it's been reported that Lewis Hamilton seems incredibly happy going around this weekend, mm. which again is more hopium for me. Well, I think they've basically listened to him. I, I watched the old... Um the Wednesday roundup, I guess it is now, because the press day was yesterday for the Formula 1 teams and drivers. But George Russell's interview, interestingly, was basically just talking about Lewis Hamilton. Uh, so he was like, uh, yeah, the team's gone down Lewis's path of design in terms of the seat is a bit further back in the wheelbase and the, the steering rack is different from last year. And they've obviously got this Red Bull-esque side pod design. So I think George was a little bit less happy than he would like to be because it feels like they've followed Lewis's philosophy quite hard in the t in the development of this car. Hence, Lewis is probably very happy because it will suit his driving style quite a lot and maybe not George's and then Lewis has gone and screwed him over anyway and left. <laughs> but we'll yeah. See. yeah. <laughs> there, there, is a, there is a small element of that, isn't there, as well, where if you're George yeah. Russell, if you've kind of come in and, I mean, 2023, as we said, was a really disappointing year for George. Um, but obviously, you know, it kind of followed a similar philosophy to 2022, didn't it? Uh, which obviously suited him a bit better. If he now feels that suddenly he's at a big disadvantage to Lewis, and Lewis is leaving the team at the end of the year anyway, I, mm. I feel you're going to be a little bit hard done by, aren't you? Especially if, you know, this is going to be the year where you prove yourself as the number one within that team. Are you going to be able to do that if you've got a car that is very much still set up for your seven-time Formula One World <laughs> Champion teammate? Exactly, exactly. It might be a struggle for George, but I'm glad Lewis is happy because it means he might be closer to the front of the grid. That'd be great. Great for him. Uh, here uh, we go, then. Here we go. <laughs> Jamie183, is Lewis Hamilton going to win a Formula One Grand Prix in 2024? I really hope he does. I don't want him to win many. I want him to <laughs> I want him to win one at least. I I think he will. I would assume then if Hamilton wins this season, it will be the longest time span that a driver has been winning Grand Prix in the sport. Like I can think of a few that have sort of been around, you know, the, the 13 07. 14 year mark. How long was that? 07 to 2024, 17 years. 17 years. I mean, very few careers have spanned that long. I mean, Alonso could if he wins a race this year. Alonso could as well. <laughs> that could that could up it up to twenty one. Well, Kimmy's would have been 03 three to twenty eighteen. Fifteen years. Schumacher 15 was fourteen years, yeah. years. I'm trying to. Those yeah, are the probably, two probably sort of biggest I can think of. I guess Lauda might be up there because he went a long long time, didn't he? 
No, not particularly though. He obviously eighty four, I think, was his last, or eighty four. I think it was eighty four. He won seventy five and eighty four were his most distant championships, which is quite a lot. Yeah, which is the longest gap between championships yeah. ever in the sport as well, isn't it? Um, but his yeah, first absolutely. win. Oh yeah, it's only eleven years. His first yeah, and last say. wins were in his championship winning season. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So it would be very very interesting, wouldn't it? If it's so, yeah, yeah. Go on then. Is Hamilton going to win a Grand Prix this year? Yes. Hey! There you go. <laughs> I'm just going to go fully, fully for it. It's going to be five different teams winning races. Norris, Hamilton, Leclerc, Alonso. All of them get a, get a win. Why not? Uh, it would be wild to see, wouldn't it? And I mean, let's hope then that Formula 1, you don't give the same kiss of death as what you've done many, <laughs> many a year in FIA Formula 2. Um, obviously, I've now started talking about Formula 2 on a slightly separate page that is very similar style to knowing wheel um, but of course this is more our sort of our baby if you will um so it's kind of like i've got a half child that you don't know about hidden on the side wow. uh discussing Outrageous. that um but let's just quickly talk about fi formula 2 then jamie because of course we both try and follow it as best as we can probably mm. the most hyped ever season isn't it going in um but what probably. are you expecting to happen it's I think Prima will probably win because they, they tend to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess you've got a bunch of attention on it practically because we think, obviously, Antonelli might get that Mercedes seat if he has a good season. Uh, so that would be very interesting. I do think the Prima lineup of Antonelli Behrman is top. Like that's, that's exciting, and they're both crazily young. So I think that's kind of why everyone is... Yeah, those two names will be, will be mainstays in Formula 1. And it's, yeah, so that's kind of why everyone's eyes are on this season now. Um, but there's a lot, a lot of good drivers in there. Uh, obviously, a bunch of good rookies. So you've got like um, Miata, is quite exciting. Colo Pinto, obviously, won Formula 3, am I right in saying? No, Bortoletto. Bortoletto. Oh, well, there you go. My knowledge <laughs> is through the floor again. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then there's a bunch of good drivers from last year who have obviously stayed. So Zane Maloney was pretty solid. I've got a friend who knows him. Just a little shout out. Uh, Isaac Hadjar obviously was okay towards last season. Uh, he's topped practice as we speak. So, yeah, there's going to be uh, Victor Martins. I think will be strong because he was most of last season. Yeah, it should. It should. An F2 is always just ridiculously unpredictable. We're going to get like twelve different winners probably as a normal season for F2. So, yeah, it'll be it will be very exciting, and I think it's always worth a watch. Just F2. Like, if F1 seems predictable, or even if everyone seems unpredictable, Formula 2 just takes it up to another level. It is incredible, isn't it? I think it's probably the series we are more excited to watch, isn't it, uh, throughout <laughs> this year as well. And, of course, qualifying for that is probably about the same time as this podcast is going live. So double-check where you can watch it, wherever you are in the world. Uh, and if you haven't watched it before, give it a give it a view, because especially with the new cars this year, it is going to be absolutely wild then. Obviously, I've already made my Formula 2 predictions for the season. Uh, I have said it is going to be Oli Behrman, Antonelli and Victor Martins, your top three in that order. Jamie, are you going differently? Are you going to I give will... another F2 driver the kiss of death? Am I? <laughs> I mean, I, I want to use my powers to serve my own... Because I basically... I want Alonso to go to Mercedes, to be honest, in 2025. So, shall I back... Antonelli to win the championship. I really so that he hope you definitely don't. doesn't. Uh, I will go 
I, th I don't want to be boring, but I do think... Actually, they're both rookies. Nah, Victor Martins. Up the French. He's going to win. It's going to be back-to-back French Formula 2 champions. Behrman and Antonelli, I'm just like... They're both rookies. I know Premier. Behrman's not. Behrman's yes, he's not. I'm an idiot. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> I, it's some early. Blame that. <laughs> I, yeah, I'll go Behrman then. He looks a bit like you, actually. You're in saying I look like picture. an 18-year-old. <laughs> look at his Wikipedia picture. I could see a bit of you in him. Well, to uh, be fair, when I used his car for my F2 career mode, of course, we got the same three-letter initials, which was oh, like yeah. There you go. Uh, yeah, I'll say Behrman's going to win from Victor Martins and... Let's pick a name out of the hat, really, isn't it? <laughs> Are you not even suggesting Antonelli's going to get top three? Well, for my agenda, he can't. If he finishes top three, he probably drives that Mercedes. So, you know what? Shout out to Louis. I'm going Zane Maloney. Z so you're saying <laughs> Behrman, Martin, Zane Maloney. Yes. Maloney Fair won enough. a race. Or two. No, he didn't. Yeah, he got did. a couple yeah. of podiums last year. Yeah, so he did all right last year. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, obviously, we spoke about then, obviously, Prima. I'm trying to think back... Obviously, we've already kind of spoke about how Ollie Behrman is basically going to be in Haas for 2025, isn't he? You know, Always the amount of testing yeah. he's doing, it kind of seems like Haas are kind of go, well, we've got to develop one driver for the future. Yeah. Um, obviously, Antonelli looks either, I, unless he has an absolute stinker of the season, I think he'll either go Mercedes or, you know, he might get put in the Williams or something like that. I don't know. He's so young, it could end up being a 2F2 season. But him. I think... Something for Mercedes, it's about, well, if we give him a year to develop in 2025, ready for the new regs, it's going to be well worth it. Potentially. Kind of give, give him a yeah. year to settle in to Formula 1. I think one. we said the same thing about um, Dennis Hauger, didn't we? So we did. Well. Hauger was easily <laughs> the first of a bad jinx we've done to junior drivers. Um, but, yeah, going back, though, to my original point, I'm trying to think, has there ever been a time in FI Formula 2 before now, or even GP2 before that, where two drivers from the same team basically look destined to get a Formula 1 drive next year. Obviously, we've had driver lineups where both drivers have made it to Formula 1. And obviously, Latifi yeah. and DeFries a few years ago, the <laughs> dams and that kind of thing. But has there ever been a team where both drivers inside one team well, I guess have... But going way back, I guess the Hamilton-PK lineup people were quite hyped about back in 2006. So, yeah, I suppose you're bang on, aren't you? Because they both made both of them did. Although PK was 08, wasn't he? Or did he get in in 07? Uh, PK was 08, yeah. So it wasn't the year after. I guess, technically, was that a year out? Uh, Giovinazzi, Gasly, were they, not, they weren't the same team, were they? They were just title rivals. I thought Giovinazzi... No, it was Van Dorn, wasn't it, that dominated a couple of years beforehand? Yeah, that was 2015, the Gasly-Giovinazzi season. Um... No, it was 2016. Yeah, so they technically did both yeah. debut in 17, didn't they? But did under Gio different circumstances. Yeah, Verlaine, Verlaine got injured, didn't he? And Gio came in at the did start. He? I don't remember any of this. Verlaine got a back injury, and Gio came in for Melbourne and China, and then smashed it up twice in China, didn't he? Ah, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, so interesting then. Yeah. But I think it will yeah, be this is spicy. Prima is going to be one to watch for sure. And we've got, of course, yeah, a, 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 an even bigger Formula 3 season as well, uh, which we won't talk about too much on this show, simply for the idea that neither of us know enough know anything. <laughs> to feel that we can warrant a conversation about it. 
Um, yeah, I'm hyped though for that. I'm really hyped. Even if Formula One ends up being really poor again, I am hyped up for that in 2024. Shall we do predictions, Jamie, or have you got a quiz for me? I'll do a little quiz first. I okay. think you're going to like I'm this nervous one. for this. I'm nervous <laughs> for this. Because all the time you ask me to just reel off race winners. Yep. It feels like. And I really never asked you to do the same. Oh, uh, no. Until today. So It's because you're obviously... way better at this than I am. <laughs> it is oh. a season opener this weekend in Formula 1. So, going backwards, you're going to name the winner of the season opener. The Whatever season track opener. that was. Oh, dearie me. Okay, I've got to <laughs> so think you can about start. this then. There's no time pressure. I've I've written down back to 2005 in the hope you won't get much further than that. <laughs> okay, okay. So 2023 was Max. It 2022 was. was Charles. Yes. 2021 was Lewis in Bahrain as well. Indeed. Uh, 2020 was Austria. However, I believe it was Bottas. Yes, it was. Won the first race of the season. 2019 was Australia again. And I believe it was Bottas again. Because that was. Was that to whom it may concern? Yes, it was. There you go. Doing well. 2018 was. Was that Australia? It's 2018 season opener. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty certain it was. So Seb, yes. Despite the fact Lewis absolutely dominated and got destroyed yes. by a safety car. <laughs> a 2017 was Australia. That was also Seb. He won properly that year as well, didn't he? He did. 2016 was Rosberg in Australia. Yes. 2015 was Lewis in Australia. Yes. 2014 was Rosberg again in Australia. Yes. 2013 was Kimi Raikkonen in Australia. It was. Doing 2012 well. was... Obviously, it was the first of seven winners, but I don't think it was Australia, was it, that year? Was Australia the season opener? Actually, yeah, I think it might have been. But... Oh, it was oh, 2012 season opener. I, for some reason, I've got I I don't know if 2012 Australia was season opener, but I've got in my head that Jensen Button won the Australian Grand Prix that year. Um, Is that what you're going for? If it's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's right. There you go. Carry on. Okay, okay. Uh, 2011 <laughs> was Seb. Yes. 2010 was Bahrain and Fernando. Yes. Get some more tabs open here. 2009 was Jensen Button for Braun. It was. 2008 was Lewis. Yes. 2007 was Kimi, I believe, because it was Alonso Hamilton 2 3. Yes. 2006. Oh, dearie me. I mean, I do that on F1 Championship Edition all the time. There you go. So you know um, what the first race is. So that was Bahrain. <laughs> um, I mean, it's either Fernando or Michael, wasn't it? 
I think Bahrain was... Because, yeah, it, wasn't, it definitely wasn't Fisichella. Because I know he won. Or he was either Fisichella or Trudy. It must have been Fisichella that won a, a, year, a different year. I'm going to say... Because I think Michael won round 2, 3, and 4. And then Alonso won 4 in a row. So I'm going to say Alonso? Correct. 2005... Season opener was again Australia, I think. Or was it 06 that Fisichella won in Bahrain? No, I'm gonna yeah no no I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with what I think, which I don't know what I think. <laughs> uh, no, let's say Fisichella for 05. Yeah. Yes. 2004 was the Michael. You've outdone my list here. All right, you're correct. It was the Michael. 2003? <laughs> was that? Oh, I mean, I don't... I, the thing is, now I've got in my head that it might be the man that you always forget. But I don't know... It must have... Yeah, because where else would have been hosting Grand Prix before Bahrain came in? It's always been Bahrain or Australia, isn't it? Was 2003 David Coulthard... It was. You've remembered him. Well done. 2002 was Michael, I believe, in the old car. Like, they were still using the 2001 yeah. car. <laughs> I think you've, bro you've broken my record. This is incredible. 2001. I believe, for some reason, I've got in my head that it might... It was, I don't think it was Ferrari. I think... Was it DC or Mika? I'm gonna say I mean I'm gonna get this one wrong, but I'm gonna say David Coulthard, two thousand and one. Sadly not. It oh, was, was Michael it Schumacher. Oh damn it! For some reason I thought it was two thousand. Michael DC was, or was second. it David in two thousand? Right. David okay. was two thousand, I think. Again, oh, you did it incredibly man. well. I, I honestly asked that's a similar much question about three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, but that was slightly different though, and my slightly my knowledge like yeah. yours isn't. As extreme. Problem is, you get to the early 2000s and 90s and you do way better than I do. It's just we never get that far. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> there you go. Oh, man. Oh, not man, bad, not bad. I could, I could have done more than that, but there we are. <laughs> um, there we are. Um, right. Well, then, I've predicted successfully all the way back to 2002, Jamie. Uh, now it's our job to predict Time 2024. Time to predict 2024. So... If you don't know how this works, basically Jamie and I run a very simple point system uh, where we have to predict pole position and the podium. However, obviously on sprint weekends, we have to do the sprint winner as well, or are we going to change yes. that up this year? Just the sprint winner, I think. Just the sprint winner still, okay. Yeah. Um, so you get two points if you get a bang on. So of course you can only get two or nothing for qualifying and two or nothing for the sprint. Uh, however, for the Grand Prix, if you get a driver correctly on the podium but in the wrong place, you get one point. Uh, so a maximum, obviously, on a, on a normal weekend of eight points up to grab. Um, but of course, obviously, on a sprint weekend, that is bumped up to ten. Are we st So people have been suggesting, Jamie, that what we need to do this year uh, is whoever loses has to rep Lance Stroll for a week. <laughs> I do are quite we, like are that. We doing, are we doing You've got that, the cap for it already. I have, yeah. And the, and the t-shirt, to be fair. Yeah, let's um, do it. Are we going to do that? We so could do we, we could do a tweet Stroll. too. 
their tweet as well. It, it will include I guess a tweet could surely. be part of Lance Stroll repping. Surely, okay. Okay, yeah. we'll do that then. We'll do that this year. So, <laughs> pole position, top three, Jamie183. What are you saying? Yes. <laughs> I'm glad I'm going first because that means I can be really boring and no one will Oh, no. <laughs> pole position, Max Emiliano Verstappen. Of course. P1, Max Emiliano Verstappen. Okay. P2, Sergio Perez. <laughs> okay. P3, Charles Leclerc. Okay. Very predictable. Okay. That's probably the favourite for those positions. Very predictable. Actually, I'm not sure. I don't think many people would have Perez second this year. Okay. I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm going different. It's the start of the season. I can afford to be a bit brave early on. Okay. Pole position. Charles Leclerc. Wow. You really are going different. Fair play. Yep. Race winner. Max Verstappen. I'm going less okay. less exciting there. <laughs> P2. Charles Leclerc. Um, actually, no. I'm going to say Charles Leclerc. No, yeah. We'll stick with that. We'll stick with that. Uh, and P3, I'm going to say, will be Lewis Hamilton. Interesting. I like that. I'd be happy if that was the podium. I'd be bored if I had my podium. But you know what? Oh, good, good. That's uh, what we like to see. Yeah. There's no more iconic duo than a, a Leclerc pole and Max win. Exactly. I feel like it's going to be one more, but I think it's going to be more Leclerc does an absolute banger on, the, on Friday Doesn't night. Doesn't Max have more wins from Leclerc poles than he does from his own poles? Yes. Is that a, yeah, it's crazy. He doesn't actually win many from his own pole positions, weirdly. Well, he doesn't get polled often, does he? No, exactly. Max Verstappen, yeah. we're going about how he like... You know, don't get me wrong, he's a fantastic driver. I'm never going to argue against that. But he's not that great a qualifier. No, he's like an average qualifier. I guess a bit like Alonso, where he's... I, I, average you know, is unfair, but yeah. He, you know, he's he, a lot he more like qualify. Alonso. Yeah. But he'll show yeah. up more on I think race, I want to throw out a few, other, other, a few other bits of prediction. that there's nothing riding on this at all, so I can just say what I want. Okay. okay. I think both Alpines will be out in Q1. I okay. think... Uh, yeah, I think we'll see one of those next bottom three so the Sauber Williams and Haas I think you'll get one of those in Q3 one okay. of those drivers and I think you'll also get one of the racing bulls in Q3 too Interesting. I really want it to be Any... it's going to be a close strolling Any out in Q call? stroll out in Q2 in P15 <laughs> well that's not that bold a call is it <laughs> uh, bold calls who who do you think is a surprise for points? So, ah, oh, surprise for points. I would love it to be Joe Guan Yu. Of course, so I'm you go would. And say he that. did score points on his F1. He did score points. He scored points here in 2022. So yeah, yep. there you go. In the kick Sauber, we love it. Fair enough. How kick about steak, you? Whatever it's called, Sauber. I'm gonna say points to kickstart the year. That's a bit rogue. Is going to be. Nico Hulkenberg. Oh, wow. I wasn't I expecting know. that. I, I'm, I'm going to back your man. I'm going to back your man. It's, it's a new <laughs> I do year. Think we're gonna, we're Danny gonna Rick will up. probably get points as well. Fair enough. Fair enough. There you go. Uh, have we got anything else to add, though, Jamie? It's certainly been a day of bold predictions, hasn't it? Absolutely. Obviously, uh, we. Ooh, I think we've got everything. Wonderful, wonderful. We'll be back then Tuesday, most likely. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll discuss after the show. Yeah. Probably be Tuesday 
uh, with a post-show, uh, well, post-race, sorry, analysis, even we should say, of the Bahrain Grand Prix. But Formula 1 is back, baby. I am so excited for it. Please do make sure you drop a sub as well. We are getting very, very close to 500 now here on the official Known Wheel YouTube channel. And yeah, we'll be back next week then. Uh, let us know your top three as well down in the comments for, for fun.